Welcome to It's Time on CSN International, the daily teaching ministry from the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. On today's episode, we'll be listening to Senior Pastor Mike Kessler as he teaches in the book of Mark. Each of the four Gospels has a different approach and different audience targeted by the Holy Spirit. The book of Mark is a fast-paced, action-packed tome focused on Christ's role as a servant. By studying the examples of Christ in the book of Mark, we can learn a great deal about what our life as Christians should look like and the heart of Christ. With our study on Mark, here's Pastor Mike. But love covers a multitude of sins. And friends, that's what God wants us to do. So in that gift of the Holy Spirit that God gives us, you will find different manifestations of those gifts. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, some gift of tongues and healings and miracles. All kinds of different gifts that God has for us so that we'll operate together as a family as if Jesus himself was here. That's, that's what we look for. But you know something? There's a greater gift that God gave. And that's what he's talking about here in chapter 4. So let's look at this again. Verse 7, it says, But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore, he says, When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now, verse 9 explains this. This is a, a, a verse out of Psalms 68. In the Old Testament, David wrote this. And this is something that now uh, Paul, writing to the Ephesians, expounds upon and explains, what does that verse mean? Now, Jesus said this. He said, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are which really talk about me. Now, that's interesting because in the Old Testament, we see all these different Bible stories and things like that. And we go, oh, those are kind of neat stories. Jesus said, those are really about me. Can you crack the code? Wow. You know, I know a lot of people, they love crossword puzzles, don't they? You ever go into McDonald's or something like that, and you pick up a newspaper or something like that that's laying on the table, and somebody's already done the crossword puzzle in that? People like to do that. They like to, there's an anomaly. They try to figure it out. Well, you know, the Old Testament is like that. How many pages can you find Jesus in the Old Testament? Jesus said it's all about him. I think in heaven, I think some of those Bible studies we're going to get to have in heaven, where God goes through the Old Testament and begins to explain things to us that we never knew. Wow, I'll tell you, we're going to get to know a lot about those things that we never knew before. So, he says, and he begins to explain this in verse 9. Now this, what does this mean, he says? He ascended. What does this mean? It actually says that. Isn't that interesting? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended also is the one who ascended far above the heavens, that he might fulfill all things. And he gave himself some to be apostles and prophets and evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Notice it says in verse 8 again, as you go back, it says, and he led, and when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. All those that died before Jesus died on the cross is what he's talking about here. He led them and took them out. He went down to this place called Abraham's bosom and he cleaned out the, the, the side that Abraham was in charge of. Took them all to heaven. He led captivity captive. He took them all away. Took them all to heaven with him. Now, friends, the reason why this is important is this. There's no more Abraham's bosom anymore. Either we're in Christ or you're not. Interestingly enough, though, the Bible doesn't say that concerning that which is, you might say, the torment side, the place where the rich man was at. 
Now, we've talked about this before, but you know, you remember something. You think about people who set a bunch of bad things in motion when they were still here on this earth. You think about the people who started cults. Maybe at one time there was only maybe 20, 30 uh, members in their cult. Now there might be millions of people in their cult that have been misled. Imagine the judgment of God upon that individual. So just dying doesn't stop, you might say, the bad things that you've done in this life racking on your life. I'd like to also tell you this, though. Just because you die as a Christian doesn't mean that the good things you've done are ceased either. Moms and dads, when you put your life into your children and you go in and you read them Bible stories at night before they go to bed and you tuck them in and you pray for them by their, by their bedside, they're going to remember that their whole life long. And you know what? They'll begin when they have a family to pray for their kids as well. When you're kind to them and you show them forgiveness and love and, and temperance in your, in your way that you raise your kids, those are going to be things that are going to be communicated into their children's lives. And so I believe just as we'll find Paul being rewarded for his writing these books to the different churches, sometimes even while he was in prison, instead of being in prison saying, woe is me and, you know, nobody loves me, everybody hates me, guess I'll go eat worms. Instead, he continues to uplift and encourage people, even though he didn't feel like it. I believe that Paul is still, you might say, receiving rewards for those things in which he did. Even though he's long been in heaven. Well, moms and dads, I want to encourage you as well. You that are in the Sunday schools, and you that are in the, in, the, in, the, in the giving in different areas of this church, whether it's cleaning up the church or no matter what it is, that, that long after you're gone, those are going to pay off in, in great dividends. You know, a lot of people like to look around for good investments. I always like to look for good investments. But there's not a greater investment on earth than investing in the kingdom of heaven. Because, friends, even though you may go ahead and graduate, you're still going to get rewards. You know, it's a funny thing. Do you know when the reward seat of Christ is? A lot of people don't know this. You know, when you die, a lot of people say, what happens? I'm glad you asked. If you're a Christian, what happens? Your body goes to the ground. We know that. But your spirit goes and is with the Lord. The Bible says, Paul says, to be absent from this body is to be immediately present with the Lord. That's the way it reads in the Greek. Immediately. The minute that you're, you breathe your last, <sighs> little X's on your eyes, <sighs> your spirit goes and bees with the Lord immediately. That, that, that's the hope of the believer, friends. You go to be immediately with Jesus. Now, people that, are not, that, that, that aren't in Christ, they don't understand those things. They think they're just going to lay in the ground. And I remember a true story about this lady. Uh, that she, they, they were trying to pick out some cemetery plots. She was still alive. And, and I remember one of the guys I knew, he kind of ran the cemetery. And he said, well, we have some low-cost ones over here uh, on the south side of the cemetery. And she says, oh, those are too close to the railroad tracks here. That clickety-clack for all the rest of my life. Oh, the rest of my existence, I couldn't do that. Well, honey, you're not going to hear it. Funny what people think sometimes about eternity. But the Bible says for the Christian to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And there we go and we enjoy his presence. Now, the good news is this, friends. That's not when you get your crowns or your reward. You say, why not? Because all the things that you've done for God are not yet manifest. 
Moms and dads, you putting your life into your children and, 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 you know, instead of you going out with the boys and going partying and instead you stay home, like I said, and, and read your kids a Bible story and tuck them into bed at night and let them know that you love them and you pray for them. Well, you know what? When that kid gets big and maybe someday he'll be a pastor of a church or maybe a missionary or that little girl of yours marries a pastor or somebody like that, that's going to be a blessing and an encouragement to them and you're going to get a reward for that. The reward seat of Christ isn't until, the Bible tells us, till the tribulation period. While the whole world is going through their judgment of God's wrath and God dealing with the nation of Israel one last and final seven year period of time. The Bible says in heaven there's a big party going on and God says, okay, the the supper's over. Okay, everybody gather around. We're going to hand out the crowns. The crowns? Yeah, the crowns. And the Bible says he's going to give rewards to those that have served him. I like that. Now, one of my jobs, one of my jobs as a pastor is to make sure you get some. Now, I've had people say, well, I don't care about crowns. I just want to make it to heaven by the skin of my teeth. Okay. Let me tell you something. You might not care about crowns today, but you will when you get there. And you'll be glad you're getting some. Now, that's what the Christian gets. Then the Bible says that at the end of the tribulation period, we're going to get our new bodies and and, and all this. We're going to get that as we go up. We get our new bodies. And then we come down and the Bible says we rule and reign with Christ. Now, for the ungodly, it's not that way. The Bible says if you die without Christ in your life, you go to this place that we just read about there in Luke chapter 16. This place of torment. You might say... It's the county jail waiting to get up, sent up to the big slammer, okay? In other words, you're in holding, you've set your life into motion, you've never asked God to forgive you for anything wrong that you've done, and so everything, all the bad seed that you've sown out in your life is still out there growing, even though you're in this place called Sheol or hell. Now, what's funny is that that judgment for those people is not till the end of the millennial reign of Christ. In other words, all the things that they've done till the fullness of time, then the books are open and people without Christ are judged, the Bible says, according to their works. And they're cast in the lake of fire. Friends, that's a pretty scary thing. That's one of the things why I don't want to see anybody do that. People say, Mike, why do you do what you do? Because I don't want to see people go to hell. Because it's real. Fire, not good. Bongo don't like fire, not good. You don't want that. It's better to have eternity with Christ and His love for you than to live in the reward, you might say, of your own rebellion to God. Everybody, friends, spends eternity somewhere. The Bible says for those that love God, it's called eternal life. For those that reject God, it's called eternal death. Now, I don't know how you can stay in an eternal death state. There's some people that say, well, when you're dead, you're dead. Or after the millennial reign, the books are open, you're thrown in a lake of fire, it's annihilation. That's not what the Bible tells us. In the book of Revelation, the very last chapter, it talks about where outside of this beautiful new Jerusalem, this eternal home of all of ours, after the tribulation and after the millennial reign of Christ, and God makes this brand new place for us all to dwell. The Bible says outside, it lists all the evil people that are there. If it was annihilation, they wouldn't be there. 
And so I imagine for those evil people looking in and seeing this beautiful place that God has prepared and knowing because they consciously rejected God, this is their eternal state. Friends, that would be the, that would be the eternal death of deaths. And see, that's why the Bible is so explicit on accepting Christ and what He did for us. Because if you want to think about it, you know, I don't know. You know, a lot of us, we, we just, a lot of times we have these different movies that come from Hollywood, uh, what hell is like. And we have some descriptions of what the Bible says hell is like. But all I can tell you is this. If Jesus, who was God, gave up all the worship of heaven... To come down and be humiliated, beat, spit upon, nailed to a cross, to redeem us from this place called hell, it's got to be pretty, pretty bad. And that's why God made in His love a provision for us. So when Jesus died on the cross, He descended, He took all the patriarchs, David, Elijah, Moses, all those that believed in him, all those people that love God, that their sins were covered but not removed. His blood then covered theirs. He took them all to heaven. Now we're all awaiting to go there ourselves. And I pray this morning that you would know God's love and forgiveness in your life. You see, that is the most important thing any message could ever be that you could ever communicate to any of your friends, anybody that you know, is that there is a real eternity. And that eternity separates people, those that love God, and those that have rejected God. And you say, well, Mike, I don't want to go to hell. You know what I can tell you? You're wise. You say, well, how do you get around that? By accepting Christ as your Savior. Now, the Bible says this. This is why Jesus died on the cross. This is why Jesus not only died for our sins, He died for everybody's sins. God doesn't have favorites. He doesn't say, well, I think you're pretty cute. I'm going to save you. And Ooh, you're really ugly. I think you need to go to hell. And, 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 you know, God don't do that. God sees you and me the same. And you know what the Bible says? He sees us all in need of a Savior. There's none righteous, no, not one. And so God looks at us and says, listen, I love you. Would you like to go to heaven? Well, yeah, what do I got to do? Give up a really stupid life and let me bless you. You know, you say, but Mike, what do you mean really stupid life? That's what we repent from. We all try to define life our way. We have to we say, well, this is what makes me me. I can go to a party and wear a lampshade on my head. I have PhDs hanging on my wall. I have this certain group of friends. I have this much money. I have this kind of car. I have this kind of employment. I have this kind of... That's what makes me me. Do you know what? When the great equalizer comes, death, then what are you? See, God says, listen, why don't you think about this for a minute? How about having your life mean something on this earth and mean something in eternity as well? Not based upon public opinion of what they will applaud. Oh, look, he got the shiny Cupid doll. He did good. Ooh, I want one too. In eternity, it doesn't matter. Look at what people would sacrifice their lives for. For nothing. See, the Bible says that's what we repent from. The Bible says we, we abandon our desire to define our life. And we say, okay, Lord, I surrender my life to you. I come to the cross. 
Forgive my sins. I repent from all that kooky stuff that I did to make myself somebody. Now you make me who you want me to be. And the Bible says that he will. Now he waits. He's a gentleman. He waits. Remember back in Revelation 3, we talked about, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He waits for you to open the door. He won't kick it off its hinges. He doesn't say, Behold, I stand at the door and pick the lock. He waits for you to open the door. And then it says, He will come in. And when you reach out to Him and say, Okay, Lord, this is what I want. And if you've been distant from the Lord for a while, I would invite you to come home to Jesus today. And let Him bless you and heal you and restore you. Maybe set aside maybe some plastic Christianity, maybe that you've embraced, and maybe, you know, where, well, I'm okay, you're okay, cuckoo-cuckoo, you know, I mean, we're all right here. And just say, you know, God, I want to get serious with you. I don't, I don't want to waste any more time. Things that don't matter. And the Bible says if you'll reach out to him, be sincere. The Bible says we put on Christ. It's like taking a coat and putting it on you. And you wrap his righteousness around you. And that's why you know you get to go to heaven. Not because you're good, but because he's good. His goodness wraps around you. You know, it's, it's, it's God's holiness that makes you holy. It's not your holiness in yourself. God's wrapping his love around you. See, friends, that's the way God loves. By the way, guys, that's the way we're supposed to love, too. God wraps his love around us. You wrap your love around somebody that you love. Makes the difference. And I would invite you this morning, if you've never received Christ as your Savior, you say, Lord, I want to change my destiny right now. From a selfish lifestyle, going to hell, waiting for the great white throne judgment, all that junk that I've done in my life, God, you will forgive right now by simply asking. And Lord, I'm going to embrace you. And from now on, you let your word, your life, your purpose be in my life. We're going to pray. And if you've never prayed and asked God to come into your life, we're going to do that. And you can change. You can ask God to change you. And the Bible says he will. By simply asking. You say, well, how come it's by asking? Don't I have to earn it or something? That's what a gift is. A gift. Somebody holds out. Here's a free gift. And you go, oh, what do you have to do to get the gift? Take it what a gift is. Otherwise, it would say the wages of eternal life. But it doesn't say the wages of eternal life. It says the gift of eternal life. Wages would be something you would earn or work for. A gift is something God gives you. But the requirement is you have to receive it. There can be the most grand life or purpose that is there. But until you're willing to reach out and take it, you won't have it. Have you ever seen those Lottery tickets. The people win. And they said, in fact, there's a, there, I think so far there's two of them that are out there in, in times past, where they said, somebody won the lottery, but no one came forth to claim the prize. They have the winning ticket, but they never received what it meant. Friends, every one of you in this room today have won a whole lot more than a lottery ticket. You've won eternal life. Will you take it? And you say, how do I do that? By asking. And that's what we're going to do right now. If you've never prayed, you've never asked God to come in your life, you can do that. And then all the things wrong you've done, all those things that haunt you, the things that you think about, boy, if I die, those things are going to come after me. Jesus died for all that. When you look back, you look at the cross. When you look forward, you look at a risen Savior. That's what makes the difference. And we're going to pray right now. And you can ask God to forgive you in Jesus' name. So let's pray. If you need to pray, let's pray.
Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I invite you into my life today. I recognize, God, that I have lived without you. I believe you died on the cross for me. Your blood covered my sins. So from this day forward, I put my life into your hands. And I ask you to make me the best I can be for you. Forgive me for everything I've ever done wrong. And now let me live for you each day. And I ask you now, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. That I can be and live for you each day. In Jesus' name, amen. That's Pastor Mike Kessler on It's Time. If you've missed any part of today's episode, I'd like to inform you that we offer It's Time for free as a podcast download in the iTunes store. If you'd like a hard copy that you can keep and share, give us a call at 800-357-4226, and the operator can help you with that. Don't forget, It's Time to Grow. Pastor Mike's book on the Christian walk is also available completely free for you by calling that toll-free number I just mentioned. Tune in next time. For more, it's time. It's time.